Hey guys, it's Sensi Star Jones with the Keep It Loud crew. And today I'm not broadcasting because I'm in the kitchen cooking with Natasha Andrews. Okay, so guys, if you listen to the stove, what are we cooking today, Miss Andrews? What have we got in the pot? I am stewing some lentils and making a little mixed vegetables. I'm vegetarian, so I'm keeping it food veggie. I love that. I'm keeping it veggie. Well, guys, this is Natasha Andrews, the co-owner of Mastermind Production. Miss Andrews, good afternoon, and thank you for being part of the podcast. Not a problem. Thank you for having me. Thank you very much for reaching out. Um, I want to say before we get started that this is a unique opportunity because a lot of times in my business, I play that background role. So I don't get to get out and get my feet wet too much when it comes to the interviews. I, I tend to stay in the background. So thanks for the opportunity. And this is what I'm talking about. This is what everybody needs to understand. But before we get in that, introduce yourself to our audience because I love mm. how this kitchen is smelling. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Okay, so like you said, I'm Natasha Andrews. Um, people call me Tashi, Tash, a number of names, but I prefer Natasha Andrews. I am... First, uh, the owner, co-owner, managing partner of Mastermind Productions. It's a music production company. We've been around for maybe 10 to 12 years, 12 years, yeah. Um, I'm also the manager of Musical Artiste Lyrical and LFS Music. Um, yeah, and you know, um, other than that, I, I dabble a lot. I like to say I'm an entertainment consultant. In other words, I like, I live and breathe music. Not just soca music, but music generally. While soca is my favorite, I live and breathe mm. music. Mm. I see that. And you live in and breathe in soca so much that you just came off of that beautiful, I guess I want to say 10-day soca cruise. How was your experience, Natasha? I have to say that Uber Soca Cruise is a game changer. And I want to go on the record and say that. Um, I'll say that because it's an organization of people that took what we've been doing for many years, which is listening to Soka and, and turn it into a money-making thing, an enjoyment thing. We're now having, and that's how, that's the power of the music. Like, you know, a lot of times people say, oh, we can get nowhere, but we have. Years ago, you couldn't book a boat, get a boat, a cruise, where the entire boat was all Soka. So, You're right. you know what I mean? Like, to me, it's a game changer. It's a big deal. I think we need to celebrate these milestones because this is, this is something that I feel will go on for a very long time. It will just get bigger and bigger every year. I hope not too much bigger because, you know, that it becomes just crowded. But at the same time, it's growing. And I think we, have, we really, it's one to watch and one to experience. It's definitely different. I don't think anybody came, over, came off of Uber and thought, oh, my God, I didn't have a good time. I, I, don't, no, no, I, I no. don't think so. So, yeah, definitely something, a game changer, something to experience. It was really, really good. Because I saw that, I saw all of your wonderful pictures that you were posting from there. I was like, wow, she is having a time of her life. Ah, look at you. (laughs) (laughs) She said, look at me. I'm telling you, girls. I was like, oh my gosh, I got to experience this. I got to get her input from it. So how did you get into the management Mm, that's an interesting question so about 20 years ago i guess i'm telling my age but about maybe 20 years ago um i was approached by a young there was a band a soccer band in brooklyn called cloud nine 
It was a group of maybe about 13 or 14 members, um, young guys, very young. Um, I would say between the ages of maybe 17 and uh, maybe 20, 25, somewhere there. And they approached me and they said, you know, we're looking for somebody from marketing and helping us. So I started doing that. The manager, and I was doing that. And, you know, back then I wasn't, they wanted help. I was good. I can talk my way out of anything. And I could talk you into anything. So they said, you know, we need somebody like that because, you know, we've been trying for a while and, you know, but we wanted to be taken seriously. And in those days, uh, you know, and to some extent it still happens, you know, when you're a Caribbean American band doing soca, the Caribbean, Caribbean people that don't live here, that live in the islands, don't necessarily see you as one of them. You don't fit in. You're not considered real soca artist because you're from here. You're not living and breathing the island sun and sea, you know? So yes. it was a challenge for them to be taken seriously. You know, people were there, like, oh, yeah, that local band. And you know, that word local is like the most terrible word you can use when it's, when it comes to the music. <laughs> no, seriously, yes. I get very annoyed when I go to carnivals and the, the locals call the band, the musicians there. Well, you know, we have, we bring in so-and-so from so-and-so and a local band. Mm-hmm. And to me, you know, oh. when they say local band, it almost sounds like you're saying, yeah, those people, you separated them. And honestly, they're all musicians. So I feel like, you know, you should give them that respect. So I started yes. working with uh, Cloud9. And then the manager left and they asked me if I would assume the role. And I took the role on. And that was like my first time ever. I was maybe in my 20s. At the time, yeah, my 20s. And they asked me to do it and I did it. And, you know, that I, from then on, I started learning. I learned. I didn't understand. I didn't know what a manager did because in the... When you think of a manager in the job manager, it's really somebody who has a team of people that they're in control of and you kind of guide them and, and tell them what needs to be done. And you're the boss. Yes. In the music business, I think people forget that when you're a manager, you're really working for the artist. Because in the job, in a corporate world, you can't fire your manager, your manager fire you. In the music business, you could fire your manager. You know what I mean? So I think yes, it's yes. important for people to understand the difference. Um. Yeah, you're in charge, but your job really is to guide. And a lot, you know, it took me a couple of years to figure out what my role was because in soca, like in other genres of music, and I should other genres of music, but a more established acts, because people tend to say that a lot in soca, but it's not, and I want to stop saying in soca. So mm-hmm. I'm going to correct myself a couple of times on this interview if I say that term, if I use that term, because honestly, it shouldn't matter. Soca, yes. hip hop, R&B, reggae is still what? Music. It, what is, music. It's what it has in common across the board, right? So we have to yes. stop separating it and say, what well, in soca and in this, it's still music. And at the end yes. of the day, I think when you're for an artist that's not so established, you find that a man the rules, right? So because, you know, you're not making that income yet. And this is not just soca. This is any music genre. If you're not making the dollars yet, then your manager might be your publicist, your booking agent, your makeup artist, your DJ, you know, because you're whole, you're not yes. making that money. Looking for people, you're looking for somebody who could hold that on because you're looking for that person that's in your corner, right? So, in, yes. for a more established ad, they may be able to afford a team. Not everybody can afford a team, right? So, in Soka, I felt like that, that's the one thing I learned early in the game that the manager is the everything man. <laughs> okay, the manager is the everything man. 
Yeah, up and coming. You're the counselor, the mommy, the sister, the brother. <laughs> you talk to and no, I'm telling you like that role. Uh, when you when what? you assume that role, because you never know the kind of day. You have to talk a man off a lead sometimes. And let me tell you, it could be very difficult because you sit on there and you're thinking, oh, well, I hear her bill, you know, but I am I think, well, that's not your job. But at that point in time, that person's state of mind truly, truly matters and contributes to what that person is going to do on stage. When an artist tells you vibes, vibes is a real thing. Now, let me tell you straight up. As a manager, I hate the word vibes because you okay. can't move on vibes. When an artist said Rory's not there, I just be like, ah, oh, seriously. But then I, <laughs> but what 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 I've learned about that is that vibes is a true serious thing, yes. right? And peace. So if an artist having a moment, like let's say say he gets to the club and he bounces at the door, do something to throw up the vibes, he could have a bad performance. So vibes oh, is a real thing. Oh, and it's something, right? So as a manager. You, you try to make the experience and them go smoothly so the vibes remain intact. So they're ready to perform. So they're not looking because at the end of the day, they're human beings too, right? It's like you yes. going out somewhere and a man give you a bad drive and you mash up your car. It's real hard for you to let in around. But yeah, but like, good man, my vibe's good. It really is hard. Yes, I see that. Now, because the, what I would like to ask you, because you, you play a major role in the community and the whole culture, all right? So... For me to, to to actually interview, it's a pleasure. So don't don't Thank think you. that you, you you're you're in the background and stuff like this because for that artist to go on that stage and perform and give out that vibes, that artist have to have a team or that individual to push him so he can get to throw True. out that vibe. True. You see what I'm saying? So what what what, what, what for an artist, a young artist who has a hit song, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, they don't have a team. They don't have anything like this. What advice would you give them? What's the main advice can you give them? <laughs> <laughs> because I know you bump into a lot of things. They might have a hit song, but they, they might not have a, 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 a team to actually have the, the, the publishing for it to be pushed out. You see what I'm saying? Or they might not just have the right amount of funding to say, or not set the funding. They might just not know the industry, period just by one up one song right so what advice would i give them yes what advice would sorry about it what advice if you would have you if you have a hit song and it's playing my first advice is forget the hit song and start working on another because let me mm. tell you right a lot of people and somebody said this on the uber so cruise and it's so true i believe it was kester's brother who stood up and said be prepared for that success the best way to be prepared for that success is make sure you have a follow-up, right? Because you might sit there and say, oh, I have this hit song already. And a lot of artists who have had a hit song on the first try, forget that after the hit song, what then? How am I preparing? How am I maximizing on this opportunity? So I say, if you are lucky enough to have, and when I say lucky, I mean blessed and lucky, same thing, to have a hit song, better be prepared to handle the success that comes with it. Be prepared to have that follow-up song. Start getting the ears Because you know what? You might sing a song and think, oh my God, I sing a song and the song goes viral and the song gets, becomes a hit. What do you do then? What is your next plan? What's your game plan? Some of them don't have a game plan. And I feel that contributes a lot of times that the one-hit wonders that we hear about. Yes. It does contribute to that. 
um, in the music business. I feel like you need to be ready. I feel you need to start thinking, okay, let me get my team together. Let me get a team together. If you don't have a team, find a group of trustworthy friends. And I'm telling you the truth. They say it don't make business and pleasure. I agree with that term. But at the same time, I also agree that when it boils down to it, having those friends, those people that's in your corner to help you, right? Yes. They might be there temporarily, but find people that can help you and sit with them and strategize. Because no man is no man's an island. You, you sit there, you need a team, you need people on your side to tell you, okay, what's next? Start working on that next song. Start thinking because at the end of the day, your name calling, right? People want to hear you. Now, a great time for you to start building on another song. Great, great, mm-hmm. great, great time to start building mm-hmm. on another song. That's, you see, because I noticed too, a lot of them don't have the, distri- the distribution platform as the top, like some artists in the industry, right? Even if it's, we, we'll talk about any genre. If your distribution platform is not there for you to actually push out those songs, you have to go where everyone will look after the DJs. You know, you go to this DJ, you go to that DJ. But the music now has been changing so fast. And the music that's coming out now, some people may think that it's new, but it's some of a circulation that hit the Caribbean, come around, and now coming back up for Carnival again. Now, in your opinion, right, mm-hmm. for the 2018 Carnival season, did, did you see a, 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 how should I say, a new sound in the soca um, genre? Or was it more of a race to get to the front line with the hot song? Mm-hmm. You said you asked ask the question again because I'm trying to understand it. You said in this 2018? Yes, 2018 carnival season, right? Mm-hmm. Soka genre. Did you see a, a influx meaning did, was it a race for your song to be the top song? Or did you see the genre change and introduce new songs to Soka? I, I would say that it did change and introduce new songs to Soka, but I also thought it raised the part of the carnival, right? Like that. <laughs> so I'd say I see both. I saw I heard different music. Different and more of the same. Um, what I find with our music is continuously evolving, right? Like Soka music is continu- like any music, and again, I wanna hop on that. Any music. We talk about it, but it evolves, right? A man now, how does the music evolve? What makes it different? You might add a different instrument. You might change a thing. You might do something that is different without really thinking about different. If you know what I mean. So yes. the music changes. Um, you remember when remember when Kess came out? I don't know if you remember back then, but when Kess launched, it was this island pop they were talking about that was their island pop. So kind of really was with a little bit of flavor of other things. And then we heard any music, but at the end of the day, R&B does that sometimes, right? Like you have an R&B yes. song and we're singing and we might throw in a little something that make it different, but essentially it's an R&B song. Same with Soka. Yes. We might add some island pop, we might add something different, but what it is, it is Soka. We have the, they call it sub-genres, but I like to focus on the main genre, which is Soka. Soka, right? When 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 a man puts out a song, you start analyzing too much. I feel like that's what shows it shows us off, right? Like, let's yes, face it, yes. music changes yes. all the time. I remember somebody being highly upset with Justin Bieber, highly mad when he did sorry. When I tell you Vex, Vex mm. that he did sorry, <laughs> and I was like, "But well, why are you so mad?" And they said to me, "Oh my God, why? It's not bad enough. They have their own genre. Why are they singing ours?" 
That's music. That is music. Music does yes. that. And if a man doesn't hear a song, right? And it sounds like, oh my God, I like that. And I want to incorporate it in what am I doing? Who is to stop him? That is what music does. So I remember there was a rhythm. I don't know if you remember this rhythm that Bungie Garland, Benjai called the pot of gold rhythm. He wants oh. so monarch. Remember that rhythm? Yes, yes, yes. That, oh, that, that rhythm. Go ahead. That rhythm was done by Mastermind Productions, right? Um, our, oh. our oh yeah, that's our rhythm. Oh. Okay. You smart. You and I remember I know Sean telling me about hearing some French, was it French or some kind of bell? That gave him the and that's where that came from. Then am I to tell Sean that you soca? No, because that's what the music is. You understand what I mean? And that's something we have to embrace. That is something we have to embrace. And then let's move forward. Remember Sean Winchester, don't stop. Don't stop giving it to me. That's us as well. That's Mastermind Productions. Right? We did that as well. And you heard some, you, you heard some um, Indian instruments, you heard a little bit of this, you know what I mean? And then she, the following year, she did Aliqua, that sounded a little Spanish, and then he included Caliban, you know? Da, mm-hmm. da, 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 da. Remember that? And he had another right. And then those songs, and again, that was still soccer. And what I've learned, you know, having the studio and, and working alongside Sean, what I learned is that music evolves you may change an instrument here you might do this here it's still the music and you have to find that music in it christmas music does it i mean what's what what makes it a christmas song you know what i mean so at the end of the day you can change you can change the the the, you can change elements in the music and still keep it soca i mean yeah we could give it a name we could call it raga soca because you know if you the part when it was chanting on the soca, <laughs> or you can yes. call it groovy soca, or power soca, or I, whatever you want to call it. At the end of the day, the one common denominator is soca, right? Soca. And that's what it is, and that's the genre. So we could keep changing, 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 but it's still the same thing. It is still the same thing. So that's how I kind of look at songs, some that I really like. Um, I heard that song by, um, there's a song that I heard, um, oh my God, called Too Sweet from that group in Barbados. Um, what's their names? Wait, 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 Hold up a second. You know the song I'm talking about? No, influence me on that one there because I have, let me see here, Too Sweet from Barbados. Is that the song that's, wait, let me see if that's the same song. Too Sweet when I Oh, yes, yes, yes. I love that song. But that song to me, that, I went to PC Richards to purchase a speaker and that was the song they used to test the speaker, Right. I'm listening to the song across. I was just buffing my head. I wasn't listening, listening. And I'm uh, like, but that could be a soca song. That sound like soca. You're right, you're right. You're but right, there were right. people in the store buffing their head. Were they thinking I'm buffing my head to soca? No, they was buffing their head to a nice song. They were buffing uh, their head to uh, good music. Right. Yes, yes, but, yes. But, uh, but that is what they was listening to. And sometimes we forget. We're so focused on that we forget and when, when you go out there and you people go out there and you play music, they're not thinking to themselves, oh, well, I want to go and listen to the music. It's a soca song. What they're thinking is, I just want a good beat and a good song. And I like the music and the lyrics work. And it's a good song. We forget yes, that. Yes. We forget that yes. a lot. We do forget that because, you know, something, a lot of, a lot of 
different cultures are gravitating to the Caribbean culture and actually the carnival culture too because now the carnivals before, for me growing up, a carnival was I go into the next island to partake in a carnival and come back home. But right. now carnival is worldwide. You know, you have Spain, you have UK. Which is why, you have... which is why when people say things to me like, oh, I want, I want Soka to go mainstream, I just laugh. <laughs> Because I don't think explain they understand. That, explain, ex- give me, give me that, and because a lot of people don't understand that it's already. I wouldn't say it's it's there, right? It is. But it, it is. It it it's in the lane it's supposed to be at right now for the moment. Because until that bridge is crossed, I don't think that any more mainstream that they want to put soca on, unless you want to see it on, I guess BT and the videos every day. But in the local Caribbean islands, this is what's going on. It's mainstream everywhere. Let's just start there, for instance. I think because it is not the way we perceive mainstream to be, we say it's not mainstream. That let's start there. Mm. We sit down when 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 somebody says, "Oh, I want so I hear this conversation. This is like the biggest. This is like the most. I think this topic is like the most talked about topic in soca. How do we get soca mainstream?" How do we get Soka a genre on iTunes? And it's the biggest topic, I think, in Soka today. We've been asking the questions since Marshall because he was a little boy. I don't know. But we've been talking about it. <laughs> we've been talking about it for a long time, right? And I listen to people talk about we're not mainstream and we're not this and we're not that. But, but, a couple of little bit. And think about okay. what we're calling mainstream, right? I think people mix up two things. We want the we want it to be played on mainstream radio, right? And I, I think we're getting there because now we could hear Suka and we might hear as much as possible. But what I what I was saying to people, they had like a talk in Suka and Uber Suka Cruise and they invited me to speak. They did last day as well and you know what I mean? And people yes, kept and the, the main the main question was how can we make Suka mainstream? I know somebody said changing the music and the lyrics. It needs to be the topics need to be general. We need to add elements in the music. And I've been hearing this for years. I've been hearing it for years. And I, you know, for a minute I thought about it and I said, well, is that really true? Mm. Is that what we need to do? I mean, do we really need to do those things to make so commercial because I think that's what people believe we need to do. And I, 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 I thought about it and I said, actually, no. If we want to be recognized, we have to look at our numbers, right? And this is a, an opinion. I'm not going to say facts, but this is what I see. Being in the music yeah. industry for many, many years and looking at the media music industry. So as a manager, when you're thinking about what you're going to tell the person you're working with about your game plan, you have to think, Along those lines, who do you emulate? Who do you look at? Who structured you look at and decide, I want to do that because they did it, they were successful. And most people will go to the big heads, they'll go to Marshall Montana because he's been doing it for many, many years and he's been successful. So you think that's your guy, right? Yes. And I don't knock him. I think he's done a phenomenal job as an entertainer. But I started to think about it and I said, and let's get back to again that thing where people tend to put us in a box. Because yes. I think we, we tend to put ourselves in a box, right? I started thinking that. about it, and I said, you know, no, Tasha, that is the wrong way to approach this. And then I thought to myself, this is how we are going to approach it. They're singing music. 
They're not singing soca. They're singing or R&B or rap. This is music. Let's stop. Let's take the soca element out of it. Why promoting a soca artist should be any different than promoting any music artist? And I, I thought about it for a while because, I mean, yeah, your target audience will be different. But let's talk about the elements, the plan, the, the marketing plan that goes behind promoting. Don't these R&B and rap and, and hip-hop artists do the exact same thing we're doing? It might be called something else. Don't they do the same posting on Instagram and the social media posts? And you see the ads and the radio yes. ads. And you see the posters up on the, the... You see the posters as you drive along in New York, you see them. They do the same yes. things. And they target their audience. The only thing is their audience is way bigger than ours. Right? Yes. But that's what they do. So when I think about... When Lyrical and, and team or Elephant and team, we sit on and talk, we don't think... I, I tell them, let's not think about what the other guys do. Let's think about what the music industry is doing. Let's sit and come up with a plan like in marketing. Because at the end of the day, if you follow the trend of somebody who is targeting just Caribbean people, how do you break out of that mold? You have to target everybody. You have to find a way to market your music to everybody. So when I put a plan in place, I put a plan in place as a marketing, music marketing professional, in a sense. I sit as a manager and I think, okay, Jaden Smith did this. Uh, this one did that. Uh, Marshall did that. And I started thinking about ways that we can put something out there to target and attract a bigger audience. Right? Because, again, we wanted music to break barriers. Just like rap broke barriers. There was a time when, you know what I mean? We were listening to reggae and Trinidad. Now we listen to everything. We listen to rap, reggae, whatever. We listen to everything. And they broke barriers. Because, you know what? We heard a song and we like it. It wasn't that, okay, they came to Trinidad and had a marketing campaign. No. They didn't. We heard a song and we liked it. It's the truth. I never saw, yeah. I don't remember ever seeing Jay-Z or Beyonce and Trinidad promoting their music. I think what they did was they put music out here, people heard it, and we heard the song, Tango up to social media, we can hear so much more now, and we gravitated and we liked it. And then they became our favorite, and they became popular, and then became some of our favorite artists, and now we look for music. The same thing with a Caribbean artist. When when Kess first came out, we know who the hell that was. He was this pretty boy with dreads and we thought, oh my God, he's cute. But did we know who he was? Not really, right? We listened to no, the music and mm-hmm. then he kept putting out, he was a, he sang one way, then he was with Image and Company and he sang, then he did, right? And then he yeah. broke out and he had his own band. But the point is he built a catalog, a repertoire of music. And when he was done, we, Kess, we became Kess fans. We became Marshall fans. We became Bungie fans. We became Lyrical fans. And then we started building on that and saying, oh my God, I really like them. And we started looking for music. Now, if we only depended on the Trinidadian people that we knew, because that's where they're from, right? Yes. Where would we have gone? Nowhere. Well, the, and and let's, let's, let's go back to a little bit in the, in the conversation, because I asked you a question about the distribution platform. And a lot of these artists now in 2018 and beyond and, and young artists in, that's coming into the industry, how do they market their music from, say, for instance, Trinidad? When you're in Trinidad, you're marketing your music by the DJs and they're playing that music 24-7 on the airwave, right? But That's what you're hoping. Let's be clear. That's what you're hoping for. That's what you're hoping for, correct. Let's be clear. You're hoping <laughs> for those DJs who beat it in the air 24-7, but for a role where you're coming in and you're seeing technology can be to the artist's benefit, are you seeing the advantages that the artists are taking upon technology or they're still just leaving it to the, okay, well, 
and that and that's exactly t- where I was going with my point. I know I was taking a long time. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. You go ahead. You go. Trash. But that is where I was going with my point. So when we plant a market, and I say this to any artist coming in the game, when you plant a market, your music, never stop at the shores that you live or the shores that you came from. You start marketing to other people. You start marketing. First, you have, if you have a product, and I start there, because if you have a product that you believe in, yes, right, then, and you say, you know what, I feel like my song could do well. People could, I sing my song and they'll get it, and this and that. Then you start marketing to everybody. When we have a new song out of the camp, right, and I'll, mm-hmm. I'll use Lyrical for an example. Let's just say Lyrical has a new song, and we really no like the song. Whichever, no new control, control whatever. <laughs> right? Okay. And we're marketing. Do you know who I market to last? Trinidad. Because that's who knows him. He has a very big fan base there, but I market to everybody else because I want the music to me. Then I go to Trinidad after. Reason being is they'll hear it in Trinidad anyway, you know. They will hear it. But will they hear it in Bermuda? Will they hear it in Bahamas? Will they hear it in Cayman? Will they hear it in, 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 in Japan, London? Those are the people I want because here's what. I want to build the brand. I want the band to expand. I don't want the music to stay in one place. I want the music to build. When we talk about going mainstream, when we talk about get, being recognized, that's what we need. When we get those people on board, when we get those people on board, when we put a song out, they're streaming the song 24-7, they're buying the music. That's how we get our music where we want to get. The problem is right now, when you put us, when, 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 when the biggest artist in Soka drops a single, how much money do you think he generates per day, the day he drops that single? Does he make $100? We actually drop our music before it's actually available for purchase. And I feel like that's an issue. So what I try to do is align the purchase and the music release at the same time. Because the first thing you do when you hear a song you like is what? You go and you look and they try and go and download it for the first time. Exactly. They search it for you, or they go on YouTube and they start and search it. And, and that's basically the two steps them that I know for myself that I will do it. Exactly. You hear a song you like and the first thing you do is I want to hear that song again. Because that's music, right? You hear a yes. song, it's stuck in your head and you're thinking, oh my God, this song is sweet. I want this song. And you do the song and something. So the first thing we need to do with our music is make it available for people to purchase. Make it available for people to stream. Make it available. Because a lot of these, I mean, me personally, my the podcast that I'm at, we, we're on iTunes, Spotify, and probably like 10 different platforms. But mm-hmm. I don't see where certain artists is using the technology to their benefit. You know, and as you said, to make it available... Communication is a big key when mm-hmm. you're in the industry. And not needing communicating by pushing out a lot of music, but communication is how your fan can get in contact with your brand. Very true. And that's something that a lot of artists, they don't have, you know? And I'm not saying, I'm artists in our genres, you know? Because for you to communicate, to say, let's now... Let's, let's use one of your artists, right? In order for me to communicate with one of your artists, then I'll have to go through you, right? And as you say, probably you, just as the artist, if the vibes is not right for the communication between point A and point B, you're not going to let me go on to point C. Mm-hmm. 
So I always feel that communication within the industry for the artist as an individual is probably the main thing. And I, I hats off to your camp because the communication barrier that you're having within your camp and how your camp is actually spreading the culture, I got to say hats off because you're doing something that's groundbreaking. And, and once again, you're a mentor to those because those that are coming into the industry may not be an artist. They may not be, you know, a manager. They may not be in the field that's high ranking as your position, but you still give them those information so they could go back and do better, you know, because if we're going to do this together, let me make sure that our mainstream product is the best product we're putting out there, you know, so you exactly. push better. And that's what I like about that because I interviewed one of, I guess, she called you a mentor from creative um, media and just by her talking on how you were such an inspirational person to go ahead Sorry. you know, mm -hmm. do something. No, you're fine. You uh -huh. know, like you push them to do better. It's That's what you need in the culture, you know? You just don't need somebody who can just half-ass it. Like, okay, yeah, that's good. You know, mm -hmm. like, just as you ask me, where are we going with this? How are we going to take that? I like that. I like that feedback because it's not going to be something that's going to be a lullaby interview where people can just be dead and, oh, you know, put the phone down. But I like that. And I have to say once again, hats off you, Tash, because you're more than, you're an icon in the, in the industry, in the entertainment industry, and just a person, you're just so full of energy because I see by your garden, because you know I'm a plant-based eater. So, <laughs> okay, I'm a plant-based eater. So I know in that garden of yours, you need, I, I want you to explain to, to, to the audience how important it is for these artists to be on that health benefit to continue because it's a wear and tear on their body, you know, 24-7, they're traveling, and some of them don't think about that. How is it Honestly, the artists, I say this to all artists, you need to, when, when thinking, some people think, oh, well, that's my job. I think, honestly, it is your job. Let me explain what an artist's job is, right? So, okay. so this is this is problem number one. Problem number one is people forget, like when okay, let's just say for instance you're starting your own business, you're going to sell ice cream. What would you what would you do? You'd have a business plan, right? Yes. And part of that business plan would be okay. Let me find out where I can get ingredients, good ingredient, quality ingredients, but I might be able to make my product and still be able to make a profit. Location, yes. right? Um, menu, branding, social media, marketing, all that, right? That's what you would do. Mm -hmm. What any artist, I harp on artists, any artist need to do is think. Are you there? I'm here, Tash. Yeah. I'm here. I just lost you for a second. Any artist, what you said after that part? They need to right see here. themselves as a business. This see themselves as, as a, business. a business. And I'll tell yes. you why. If you are, it's like having split personalities, right? Yes. You're the business, you're the artist, and, right? And then you're a regular person, and you're regular, and you're home, and you're bed sleeping. But when you step out of them doors, and you assume your position in the role of an artist, you are no longer just the artist. You are now a business. You are now an entity. You are now a person that is selling something. And what you're selling is yourself. So, treat that that is what i say to any artist to get ready now if you have a company will you run your company down to the ground no you're not going to no, run your company because you want to make sure you continue to make money 
Same thing with an artist. If this is your business, if your voice is your instrument and you are your own business, you have to take care of it. Right? Yeah. Yes. Take yes, care of your do. vocals. You do so you exercise, you eat right, and you sleep right. It's hard to say sleep all the time, but when you have time to sleep, you rest. You take your vitamins, you take care of yourself. A lot of people don't take care of themselves because they don't understand that they are the business. When you are the business, you take care of that business. You treat it as such. You're not going to walk in your business space and see it dirty and customers come in and leave it dirty. You'll clean it. Same thing. Exactly. Same thing with you. When you step out of that, you are the business. You are on display. You are working. When you meet people, when you go to a business and a man, you have a company and you have people working for you and a man come in the store and asks you how much ice cream and you cuss your, 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 your person you have behind the counter, tell them, read the sign now. <laughs> read the ram. You can't that. read. I saw that. <laughs> you can't read ram. You can't read it. Read the sign. That's the problem, That's right there. It's bad for business. It's, it's bad for exactly. <laughs> so as an artist, it is your duty to understand that whether you like it or not, you become a role model. You become somebody people look to. You become that person. So when you step out there and a man approach you and say to you, "Can I get a picture?" Oh my God, you are so and so and so. You don't watch him, but me, I time for that right now, you know. And walk off. You're damaging your brand. You understand? We, ha- yes. we have to look at the business and look at ourselves and say, I am my business. I need to take care of me. I need to take care of me because that's the only way I can become that brand to be reckoned with. And a lot You're of right. artists don't do that. They don't. They don't try. They don't try. So I. You, you- you say they don't try or they just don't know. No, some don't know and some don't try because some of them believe this. I've been, I've been told. I remember meeting an artist. It wasn't a soca artist. It was somebody just a regular. I was really excited to meet them. And I was so disappointed. I remember going to a music concert and he was singing. My friend loved this guy. And he was singing and we were there. And he said something. He was talking about a situation. He did some reality show and he was talking about how you know, he wants to tell people that that young lady, and I was kind of disappointed because you, in one hand, you were saying that you're this guy that, that sings music to uplift the queens in the community, but then at the same time, you're on stage talking about your bedroom life with this girl that you're no longer with. So I think my face, and my face usually mm. does a lot of the talking, and I'm like, I don't necessarily have to say much. You look at my face and you know what I'm thinking. He saw my face and he said, excuse me for, he said, no, look at your face. And he made some comment, and my face even got more sad. I was like, what? And he said, oh. <laughs> but he, and I was so disappointed. I was mm. so disappointed. And again, I wasn't a big fan, but I was becoming a fan because my best friend was so into this guy. She thought he was such a great artist. And yes. I was, you know, and then I realized he was such a great, uh, uh, sorry, uh, a-hole. And you could say he's an asshole, yeah. Yeah, he was a big, you know <laughs> what I mean? And I was like, yeah. And you know, okay. To him, I'm just one person. There's a couple hundred thousand people that still like him. But for me, that was it for me. That was it for me. Right. I, I was done right. there. And all I'm because saying is, when you... Your first impression. Exactly. But that wasn't first. That was like somewhere in between. My point is, yeah, yes, have bad days. But keep in mind, keep in mind that when you step out of the door, this is your brand. This is your business. If you were selling, this is not a... You might keep me but say, well, I don't have a regular job. But you do. This is your job. It's a job. It is your business. It is your brand. So when you step out that door and a man comes to you and asks you some stupidness that you really want to tell a man, go so. Remember that this is your brand. 
And that man... Well, let me... That, sorry for cut you off. That's but okay. Let me ask you a question since you're talking about brand. And now behind brand brings value, okay? Mm -hmm. Now, the brands that are in the Soka community, are they holding up to the value that they're marketed as, in your opinion? Some of them are. Some of them aren't. Mm -hmm. um, I think some of them forget. Some of them make mistakes. Some of them, whatever. But... Some of them are. I'd say some. Maybe not the majority, but some of them are. Some of them so are. So that's, that's the way we need to get into mainstream once we hold the value of our brand. We probably, yeah, because if you want, if you want to be, again, we keep talking mainstream. Mainstream for me is money, huh? You can say what, people can say whatever they want. Yeah, if, that's what they're talking about, the mainstream. Yes, when right. you want to talk money, you want to talk mainstream. All those things that I talk about help support and build your brand. Yes. But when we wanna if we wanna get back to the conversation we were having with mainstream and getting that music there. We need to sorry, I've had to taste my pot. I know the pot smelling good. You mm -hmm. you're sending one down my right. side anyways. I ain't self worrying. <laughs> right. <laughs> what we need to remember and building the mainstream brand is money. We need to appeal to the people. Now, when you build your brand, right, the thing about soca music, and now I'm talking about soca music, right? Yes. Is that we've been known to give it away. Why? I remember a time when we just started being introduced to iTunes and getting our music out there for people to purchase, right? Yes. So an artist said to me, oh, God, but I just a dollar. I mean, really? And I wanted to know if he thought that anywhere in the rest of the world, the music would sell for anything more than a dollar. Because at that time, I didn't have the 125 and the whatever. They had a dollar. It was 99 cents. And I said, yeah. yeah. But by the time you die, it's like that money. That's no money. So your mind, your thinking was small. Because you're not seeing that you could blow up. You're not seeing. Are you saying that you can't find 30,000 people to purchase your music? 100,000 people to purchase? That's the problem. That is the problem mm -hmm. right there. So what mm -hmm. we need to do. Yeah, because basically, if you can't see the value in the dollar, what you're basically saying is, well, that's just a dollar. What I could do with that? You can do a lot of it, especially when you times it by 100,000 people. I feel like if Marshall Montana could have a show in Carnival, bring out 20,000 people to a place, and that's just Trinidad, right? The rest of the world could do the same. I think we need to build our brands. I think we need to market to the rest of the world. We need to try to get more people on board our mission, which is getting the music into the right hands. I feel like right now, Soka is hot. And when I say hot, meaning I feel like more people, I looked at Uber, and what I saw on Uber was people from everywhere. I wasn't and Chinese. You the two cruises, right? Or the, it was it no, I did one. I did one. Okay. I did the first one. They recorded both. I did one. But I've been going. I have not missed a year So I, when I started with them. And the thing that stood out to me was there was a people from everywhere. Like you said, when we started this conversation, you mentioned that there was a carnival everywhere. Remember? You yes. said that. And what that said to me was... You're right. There is a carnival everywhere. But the thing about it is, is, is what, 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 what's driving those carnivals? There's the music, right? There's a carnival in Bermuda. There's a carnival in London. There's one now. There's starting one in Japan. There's, there's, there's one everywhere. So I feel like the thing we have to do is start expanding, expanding, bringing more people in, getting more people involved in our music so that when we expand, those people buy. Those people stream. We get our numbers up. 
we can have our genre. The reason we don't have a genre is because we're not pulling in enough numbers. And again, this is my opinion. I'm not saying it's the right DVD It's correct, but that's what I strongly believe, right? That if we can get more people to buy and stream our music and our numbers go up, then that puts us on a page where we could say, yeah, we are bringing in this much numbers that we can have our own slot on iTunes, our own slot on all these music things. Right now we're on the world because guess what? World music altogether, right, is what yes. brings us those numbers that one hip hop artist might bring when he drops a song a day. So what we need to do is start building, like I said, building, expanding. And when I say build, not just build, but expanding our brand. Mm-hmm. We really need to expand. expand your brand, then you're opening your brand to a bigger audience. You bring new customers, new clients. If you could share soca with somebody in Australia, in Africa, in India, you bring that brand. There are men, there are artists, soca artists that are going and performing in these spaces. We're moving, we're going. You know why? Because there's a market for everybody. When you go to Australia, I believe that's what Nyla and said they were doing right after Uber. They were flying to Australia to perform. I thought that's what I heard, right? When you can take the music, when you can take that music and go there, we took, we went to Africa. We, Lyrical and I traveled to Ghana last year, right? Yes, yes. Good? Yes, we did. When we can take our music and carry it to these spaces, what we're doing is we're expanding the brand. Yes, we're expanding Lyrical's brand, but we're expanding the music as well, right? Because but, when we were there, there were men that saw me walking around my soca hat, and he said to me, what is that? Because he didn't know. Mm. He didn't know. I don't know. What is that? What, what, what is that you're wearing? What is what is What is he called it sucker and I said because <laughs> he didn't know he didn't know yes. him. he didn't know and he said well what is that and I said no soca he said well what is that and I told him he said oh 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 he said can I have your hat it was my favorite red hat I was so mad but I said you know oh. what if I could share this with you maybe there's one more man that will listen to our music one more man one more man that might listen this music and say hey it's red lad let me listen to this so that is what we have to do by building our brands, we expand our brands. You build and you expand. More people hear you. People all over the world. There's a time when we didn't have, we were getting nominated on BET or MTV. It was a thing that never happened. So right. we're getting there. We're getting there. We're expanding. But we need to continue to expand. People, you can sign. People keep telling me, oh, I signed a petition. My genre on iTunes and whatever. And I honestly, you have to make it worthwhile. You have to come to them. They have to want to, okay, so these people keep, I'm sure they must get about 10 million calls from people all over the world who are soca enthusiasts and, you know, lovers of the music saying, we want our own genre on iTunes. We want to be recognized. We want to be recognized. And they're thinking to themselves, yeah, but how much numbers them pulling? <laughs> You're right. You're right. Because if, how much numbers? If, no, if they can't see the value in their brand, iTunes ain't going to see the value in it. You see? How many how many spots on Billboard did they have? Mm. Because that's what they're looking at. They're not looking at at oh yeah, this guy's really good. He's popular. I saw a concert. He had people waving. No, what they're looking at? What's your name? And then they pull up that um IRC code yeah, right. for your song, and they look at it and they say, hmm, let's check the numbers. And 
I'm telling you right now that a lot of artists don't even know what an IRC code is. That, I was about to ask you about that because do you see though in the industry that a lot of art moving without that? How should I say that 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 policy that 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 security behind their brand or they just moving loosely with it? You know, they're not... some of them. I think it's better than back in the day, but we still have far to go. As a music, we still have particles. As people, we still have particles. I think people who are singing soca, they do it, right? But they don't know. They don't know what comes in it. They don't know what's required of them, and they need to educate themselves. I was saying that to somebody yesterday. They said, yeah, but we don't know. I said, well, have you tried? Hmm. Have you gone on? I mean, sometimes you look on. People say they don't have the information, but you know how much I found out just Googling, honest to God. Yes, yes. No, you know, you're right. Just by Googling, you, you can find a lot of information there on the World Wide Web. It's just that we don't take the time to go and seek it for ourselves. Right? So I told them, I said, I think you should Google that information. Google it. And look, it's there. You understand? When you register a song, so let's just talk about these songs, for instance, right? You do a song, and you sell that song. Every song that goes into the digital world is assigned a number. It's called an IRC code. Don't ask me what the abbreviation means. I don't remember right now. But that there's an IRC code that comes with each song. And that song is like a barcode that used to sell on CDs. Remember? Every CD had a barcode? Yes. All right, good. So on that barcode, that, that information is tracked. And what they do is they track that information to see sales. How many people have downloaded? How many people have streamed that song? That mm. album. And that's yes. how they... Right. Those are the numbers. They help contribute to... They sound like the music academies, the people who give the awards. Billboard. That's how they determine number one song in the country. You don't think you, be, you don't become number one based on... Based on, oh yeah, the song was hot. No, you become number one when they look at your numbers. That's how you become number one. Oh, you tell them again because they don't. So they see that they're only looking for the. They've seen the benefit on it. You know what I mean? They're only thinking, well, yeah, I got hot song, and you know, I doing my thing. I get one show, I get two show here. But now, when somebody sing over that song and they are making a higher revenue than what you could have sing or what you could have made, that's when the problem come in. You know, so. I mean, hey, hats off to you, Natasha, because I know for sure that you can't have everything under control. Uh, your artists, them, they're an autopilot. So I would like to say thank you so much for your time. I know you're there in the kitchen. And wait, before you leave, let me ask you a question. In your garden, what all you have there? <laughs> so my garden, okay. So it's a little cold here in New York now, but I'll tell you what I had for the yes. summer. Okay, so in the summer, okay. I grew corn, I had green peppers, I had pimento peppers, wow. I had eggplants, I had booty, yeah, I had booty on it. Yes, and it's the summertime, I could grow booty. I had, I'm, I'm going on this, I had eggplant, melanjan, bygone, whatever you call mm -hmm. it. I had um, pumpkin. Okay. I grew, um, I had and tomatoes. Did it, wait, that was, you didn't have lettuce? or No, that's for this summer. I did have, actually, I did have some lettuce. It didn't grow too well. That's why I forget about it. It actually didn't, I didn't like the way um, it didn't grow as I wanted it to. Oh. I had pak choy. That came really nice. Oh, look at you. That I had pak choy. I had the cucumbers didn't do really well because we had a real rainy summer this year. We didn't have as, no, maybe we have summer and it needed, I think that contributed to some of the 
things that didn't grow too well. Okay. Right, but those there, yeah, those are the things I had. It was really good. I see you. I see you because I I love that garden that you have there because that garden was so neat and compact. <laughs> and they have everything. it was packed. It was a little too packed. I was saying to my dad, I say, you know, next year maybe I won't put, we won't do as as much. But I wanted a little bit of because I hate people that have gardens that they don't eat from. I see no point in having a garden. Right, if you're not going to eat from them, that would make no sense to me. So how long, how 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 you got into the garden and was this something? You... I've been doing that since I've been a kid, growing in Trinity, man. That was my thing. Ah. I've always liked to go. I had a little garden, but I, since I'm a child growing up, I had a garden in the backyard, and I would grow. And I used to try. I was always a business head, I know. So growing up, the first garden I had, I was I could have been maybe six or seven. And I remember clearly taking all the things that we grew and sell and putting a stall out. Like, you know, children here, just have a little lemonade stand. Yeah. I had a garden stand. I sell all the fig that we grew in the yard. Anything that we grew, I used to sell it. And my mother was like, well, how do you sell all these? I say, yeah, well. I said, mommy, you have to make money. I have to know better. But that's what I've always wanted to do. So for me, it's always been that. What, Tasha, what, well. That is lovely, Miss Sun, because I love to see the pictures that you know, pour for your garden. I know you have the one <laughs> up, but I know when summer come around again next year, you will have a blossom full. Like, I don't know if you will have roses this year. How did the roses go? I don't do roses ever because I can't okay. eat them. Yeah, <laughs> I like them, but I can't eat them. So if I'm going to do a garden, it's going to have to be a garden with, with, with vegetables. I can't, I don't know. I, yeah, I have to have vegetables. You have to have vegetables. Well, Tash, the board is yours. The control is yours at the moment. So anybody you want to show talk to, tell the audience where they can find you. Hey, it's yours, Tash. Oh, thank you. So, okay, I want to first thank you guys for having me. I think this is a great opportunity. Thanks for reaching out. And like I said, giving me an opportunity to speak. I know I get, like, I'm very passionate about the music industry. And I'm more so passionate about soca music because it's, I feel like it's, my music it's your music it's our music and i really want to see it grow um i'm very honored to be a part of that soca community because you know what there was a time when people sang and they couldn't make a living and there we have artists who are singing and making a living so i feel like we sometimes don't credit ourselves and pat ourselves on the back and say you know we did something good because there was a time when we would look at the um, other artists and other genres and say, oh gosh, I want to be like him. I want to be able to sing for a living. And here I know, I know several artists that do not work in their main, do not have, you know, typical corporate jobs. Their only job yes. is singing. And I'm very happy and blessed. And I think it's a blessing to be able to take your craft and make it a career. And that to me is best. So I want to say to every artist, you know, work that should be a goal to work towards those are the things you should be doing to get to that next level i really really i i i'm very very passionate like i said about it i want to encourage people you need help i am a phone caller um i help i speak to just about anybody i don't discriminate it's not if i'm i'm very busy though so if it is that you have a question that i can help i would be more than happy to help like i used to say before lots of artists have sat at my couch and asked me tasha how can i do this and if I don't know, the value of it, I'll tell you, I don't know. But I'll tell you where maybe we could get the information. So I say to people, the information is out there. If you don't know and you want help, please feel free to reach out to me. I'm on Instagram at Tashi Andrews, T-A-S-H-Y-A-N-D-R-E-W-S. Um, you can email me at Tashi Andrews at Gmail. Um, again, feel free to reach out. Um, always available to help. I need help. 
I may not be able to say manage anybody else because my hands are full, but I'm very willing and able to offer advice or any kind of help that I can give to help somebody get to that next level. I say stop, let's stop concentrating. I think we space a lot of emphasis on getting that genre on iTunes. I say let's place an emphasis on expanding and building our music. The genre will come. The genre will come. The billboard will come. The recognition will come. Mainstream media will come. We're there. We're getting there. I see more and more. The other day, we were at a Nike launch. Nike had a West Indian sneakers that they were launching for Carnival. And what that tells me is that main brands are seeing the value of Caribbean people. They're seeing the value of what we have to offer. Not just the music, but generally speaking, we're pulling numbers. There's a mm -hmm. big Caribbean market, and Nike sells all over the world. So why not lock in? Ola Tunji was on X Factor the other day. Was it X Factor? Yes, X Factor. And I feel like that's typically not a show that showcases Soka. But again, he was said to me, I remember him saying in an interview somewhere that he was invited to try out. There's a reason these things are happening. There's a reason. And they didn't ask him to try out and sing anything else. They asked him to sing how our music. That demographic mm -hmm. that locks into those mainstream shows, that locks into... They're looking to see what does it do for them. Nobody gets involved in anything in America, in, in, in any of these mainstream markets, as they call them, without seeing the value of the dollar. Let us expand our music. Let us build our music. And I approach and I, I challenge people to do exactly that. That's all I have to say. Again, thank well, you very much. And thanks for having Tash, me. Thank, uh, you, thank you so much because, you know, we're going to have to catch up with you in 2019, 2019, and make sure that everything is still going go with mastermind production just as we expect it to go because that's an autopilot so from the keep it loud crew washington dc camp we would like to thank you so much and i am waiting for my veggie plate patiently here yes sir yes okay. sir i'm taking it out as soon as we're done so we don't chomp in all right so you guys that was tash andrews mastermind productions ceo of I guess the whole industry of Soka, because the information she just gave us was something that we should take, take note of, swallow it, and run with it. You know what I mean? So, guys, until next time, thank you so much for the Keep It Love Crew broadcast. Have a great one. I am can't stop the time. Original. Chronic Sentinel Talking to the youth of today Dread shine your light So a child may follow Many have been lost along the way
walking to talk that stuff After all this time, now your feelings tough But don't hate on us, on us Looks like you need a love like us Then you would know how it feels Looks like you need a love like us You need some happiness still Looks like you need a love like us You need some happiness for real Looks like you need a love Smiling, hey, you know you had your chance to love her. It's not my fault. They say love is a gamble. When you lost, how can you not love all the way we live? Trying to break everything we built. But can't stop a love so chill. Don't hate on us, no. Just like you need a lot like us, and you and all of it feels. Then the war is bitter You quick to call me a sinner Only Jaja know my history So we have to give the king glory Like a tree planted by the river I have smiled with the sun Can't keep it down cause we have to overcome Less nights under pressure got a lot on my mind What would life be without all these shutters of mine? Can't sleep so my steam trees for peace of mind I can't sleep but these sweet dreams do ease my mind I say Success without a little sacrifice With every downfall, yes, you have to have a rise Then the world to lose your soul No, we're not gonna pay that price Have a gift and so life Come on, it's Sunday, so The people living in a sufferation Me can't breathe, me can't breathe When the youths can't write and can't read Many can't spell but I like them a buyanda You can't tell them I'm different from woman Yeah, the people them as well The food I give we cancer look all and we I tell them how the benefits are ganja Them not like the smell, so we not get no sponsor Rum and cigarette company, them running rampant No money no flow, the ghetto gets so stagnant You have to strong like junior gang flag man Me say me can't breathe, 
in a this a suffocation The people living in a suffocation Me can't breathe, my feet claustrophobic Up in a system where no economic growth is Me say me can't breathe, in a this a suffocation The people living in a suffocation Me can't breathe, me can't breathe When the youth can't write and can't read In the depths of this mental pollution The more we take a dive Living in destitution But still we have survived In spite of persecution We humble as a child Because this revolution Is of a different kind We have a different mind I breathe some different signs Living in a different time I can feel the frequencies Changing around me It's like the anxiety Are drowning me Me say me can't breathe In a this a suffocation The people living in a suffocation Me can't breathe My feet claustrophobic Up in a system where no economic growth is Me say me can't breathe In a this a suffocation The people living in a suffocation Me can't breathe Me can't breathe When the youth can't rise and can't read One draw for my brain Hey man a rass and we no snack no cocaine No farm and eagle, no approach for me vain They up on a high grade campaign Wow Me get tired than the birds on the plane Mommy and granny beg me fi abstain Now that it's sweet so like a damn sugar cane Smoke a puff so chew me nose like train Because man steaming Steaming Taking all that good green Cigarette, no cat, no matter and fi smoke Cause herbs are dealing and the antidote It's sweeter than a cantaloupe Just hear the naya shanty shout Make bring rubber chalice slow the food for cancer and fi stroke Them picking up a bad habit It's fear they them don't a cut and a cancer stick Silent like a shot up and a moving a him wallabies From me take a puff off of the cannabis Man steaming Steaming Taking all that good greening Whoa, man, steaming Steaming Taking all that good greening Well, introduce me as the grand jam master, turn a young veteran. Wash belly for me, mama, but me poop a night one. Me a flash and me a nappy baby in a bath. I'm no originator for me, say no copy, be no carbon. Me sit down on top of the beat, like the queens is on a throne. Like the orbs in my palm, me step that is the microphone. I'm known to call go be in a session, bring your queen and leave your chrome. We no one no shot a fire, we no one no guns are out. Cause a long time we are rocky Tina dance Me say a long time we are skunky Tina dance Long time we are flashy Tina dance Hey me say 
Say long time me ask Yankee dinner. Hey, make me tell you, me say easy, me selector in a A1 class. Rock it in a shama with me wallaby clocks. Strictly sense me now we a crush and off the ox. So don't be cut you with the child, what to the right we a go past. Be careful who your neighbor, grab a wah wah wah. Be careful who no neighbor. 
and some can't find us supper. Much less a good breakfast, no. What a lucky thing, Sarasta, you no longer go. Send out the dreadlocks, got the world steadfast. Grudges are forbidden, forgive to be forgiven. When I need a man trespass, whoa. Ankle decks with jackal and the pot across the kettle. You'll be careful who you nail, punk ass. See, we're living in an environment now that we find a lot of wolves, a lot of infamous steel bearers. The shackles on my feet, you think it'll bring me down? Little did you know the pain I felt now rests within my crown. Cause I'm a survivor, a royal survivor. Cause never gave me more than what I can have. So what? a time when you have to move away from that and sing more about awareness, you know, you know, consciousness, you know, liberated nation. Thank you. 